You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Here we go. Well, Father, I just thank you for this next episode in the series on Manifestation Mastery. And I thank you, Father, that the master of manifestation lives in us, Jesus. And I thank you that Jesus is an expert at releasing heaven on earth. Jesus knows how to still storms and speak to fig trees and cause the natural realm (laughs) to bow and conform to the will of the Father. And I thank you that because we live in union with him, that means that we are master manifestors as well. And so, Father, we just ask for your wisdom and your guidance today as we dive deeper into this topic. Father, teach us how to abide in Christ and see things the way that Jesus does to process our thoughts through the mind of Christ, to take thoughts captive that are not from the mind of Christ, and to operate as a master manifester like you are, Father. Uh, you, When you said, let there be light, well, guess what happened? Light appeared. When you speak, your word does not return void. And so, Father, we have been designed, we've been recreated in Christ to operate in the same way that Jesus operates. You said, Jesus, that we would do the same works that you do and even greater works. That is our destiny. That is our birthright. That is our inheritance in Christ. And everything that heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. It's just an immaterial reality. The kingdom of heaven is now. And so, Father, we just pray that as we go through this teaching today, that you will enlighten the eyes of our understanding. You will make um, these concepts simple and you will shift us into the place, Father, where we are uh, manifesting uh, the kingdom of God here on earth with signs, wonders, miracles, and all of the things that belong to us in Christ coming into 3D tangible form so that you are glorified, Jesus, so that the gospel of the kingdom is made tangible for people and who Jesus is, is made real. So we give you thanks. We give you all of the praise for it in advance in Jesus name. Amen. Well, awesome. You guys, we have uh, covered some ground so far in these first two episodes. We've talked about uh, manifestation from a spiritual perspective, from a scriptural perspective. We've talked about it from a scientific perspective. We've talked about uh, just the idea that uh, that we are here as manifestors, as people that are designed to be creative because the creator himself lives inside of us. And we've been made in, in the image of God. We've been recreated in Christ to take dominion to do the same things that Jesus does and did, and even greater things than he did, the same way that Jesus did them, which is through union with God. And so today, as a little bit of a review, you know, last episode, we talked about two foundational scriptures. We talked about Mark eleven twenty three. We talked about Mark eleven twenty four. We talked about the power of our words, that when we say into this mountain, be cast into the sea, and we don't doubt in our hearts that we have what we say. Mark eleven twenty three. we talked about that words are powerful, that death and life is in the power of the tongue and that our words have been designed by God to be creative. Jesus said his words were life and spirit. And so words, even though they are invisible, are powerful. They are tangible and they are designed to create. And so we talked about, you know, the, the, the importance of our words. We also talked about the power of doubt to 
keep a manifestation from happening. We talked about that faith and fear are really the same thing, just focused and believing in opposites, right? We have, when we are in fear about something, we have faith in that thing for it to harm us. And when we have faith in something that is a promise of God or part of our inheritance in Christ, well, we call that faith, right? But both are really two sides of the same coin. And because we are creative, what we say comes out of the abundance of our heart and what we say, what is in alignment with what we believe and whether or not we, we realize it or not, we're constantly creating. We also talked about that whatsoever things we desire when we pray to believe that we receive them and we'll have them. And we talked about that in order for us to manifest anything that we have to have something before we see it in the 3D realm. And we talked about what does it mean to have something that you can't see, right? We talked about the power of our imagination. We talked about the power of our focus. And so today I wanted to continue down that path and specifically talk about something that I feel like is a real challenge for believers. And it's really this challenge, people that understand the law of manifestation, people that understand the law of attraction and, and faith and understand uh, how to how to you know live by faith and how to uh, receive something that you can't see and manifest a spiritual reality into a physical reality. So this is really for people that have a little bit of a grasp around these concepts, because what I want to really focus in on today <clears throat> is this is this you know question of what do I do when it's not working. Right. So I, I believe that I've received this, but it's not I don't see it yet. Or <clears throat> I've been believing or standing for this for a really long time and it hasn't happened. Or I did believe for this and it didn't happen. Or I was standing for someone else and it didn't happen. It didn't manifest. So we have these contradictions. If you're going to live a life of faith that a lot of times we don't know what to do with. We don't know what to do in the meantime between I've received it. And it's showing up in the physical realm or I've received it and it's not showing up in the physical realm. And so I kind of want to talk about that today. Now, if we use Jesus as the example from Mark eleven twenty three, 23, right in the story of him cursing the fig tree. Well, Jesus is like the perfect example, right? I mean, he spoke something and within 24 hours it manifested in the beginning when God said, let there be light. He spoke it. It doesn't tell us the time frame exactly when it manifested. But the point is, is that when God does this, when he speaks, when he he uh, speaks to a storm or he speaks to a fig tree or he speaks to sickness, it manifests. Right. And so we see that that's kind of the standard. But for most of us, that's not always the results that we get. You know, and I can tell you in my own life, I have seen instant manifestations many, 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 many times. And I have also seen manifestations that took time. And the the ones that take time are the ones that I really want to focus on today. So I want to go back here for a moment, back to Mark eleven twenty four that says, you know, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And we talked about last time is that, you know, receiving them means believing that you're receiving them means that you have it. You know, and you might want to say in the spirit, you have it in your belief system. You have it in your imagination. You can see it with the, the eyes of your understanding, enlightened eyes. You can see your possession of it, meaning that you can imagine yourself with it. You can feel grateful for it, that you have it. 
you you're convinced um, that you have this thing that you don't yet see in the physical realm. You don't yet tangibly possess in the material realm. You know, uh, in Hebrews 11, it says faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And so our eyes of faith is how we have something that we don't yet see with our natural eyes. And truth be told, we talked about this, that we have five physical senses and we have five spiritual senses. And so using your spiritual senses, using your eyes of faith and having something before you have it is how faith works. It's how we have the desires of our heart, the things that we desire when we pray, we have them. And then guess what? We have them in the natural realm. So this is where I think people get tripped up, right? Because we have two sets of spiritual senses. We live, we have two separate realms of reality. We have a spiritual realm of reality and we have a physical realm of reality. And most of us, if we're just honest, you know, we live more from our physical senses and from our physical reality than we do our spiritual senses and our spiritual reality. In fact, I talk about this with our mergers. I talk about this with um, my graduates. And we, we talk about that, you know, learning to live in the spirit, learning to live in, with, you know, activated spiritual senses where you can hear God, where you can see what the Father is doing is the way that we're designed to live. It's how Jesus lived. He lived interdimensionally. He could see something in the natural, but he could see beyond the natural. And I believe that Jesus never said anything that he didn't see. And he didn't see it as finished. He didn't, he, he would know what to do and he would see it completed in the spirit. And then he would just simply walk out the things that he was seeing in the spirit. So the first challenge is that if we're, you know, mostly living according to our physical senses, we're really living according to the limitation of the physical realm, which is kind of a, tr a time driven realm, a linear time driven realm where we think A causes B causes C. Right. We mean, you know, if I do this action, it causes this. And if I do this action, it causes this. And so it's kind of this linear view of how things, you know, how things work in the natural realm and a Tonian view of how things work in, in, in the physical realm. It's a, a cause and an effect realm. But in the spirit, that's not how things work in the spirit. Time is not linear in the spirit. Everything is now. Uh, past, present, and future is all now. And it's that spiritual reality that actually causes what happens in the natural realm. And so when we receive something in the spirit, right, and we hold the vision of that, we hold the frequency of that, we hold the vibration of that, we're grateful for it like we actually have it. We're living in the realm of where it's already finished, where it's already done. Well, guess what? That very vibration, that that force of faith that we're operating in is what moves things into the natural realm. And we forget, right? We forget. We, we by default, most of the times wake up like just mere human beings governed by the physical realm. Maybe we got aches and pains in our bodies or we just forget, right? That we're spirits, that we live in union with Jesus, that the kingdom of heaven is right now, that there's a whole nother realm of unseen reality with angels and demons and, and um, our inheritance in Christ. And so we just, we, we give more power to the seen realm than the unseen realm. And we, we really are like walking around asleep. We're like sleepwalking 
living in, you know, what people call the matrix, right? Where we're living kind of like Neo, right? In this false reality of this seen realm, thinking that this is all that there is. Like we look at our bank accounts and go, that's all the money we have. We look at, you know, the symptoms in our body and say, hey, I'm sick, you know? And so we, we live by the dictates of the flesh. We live by the distractions of the natural realm more than the reality of the spiritual realm. And so I tell my students, I'm like, listen, you got to wake up in the morning, but you got to wake up in the morning. You got to wake up out of this slumber and out of this deception that the seen realm is everything that there is that when you look in your bank account, that that's, that's how much money you have. Like you have an inheritance. You're one with the King of Kings. Like you have an unlimited supply Lack is an illegal reality for you. You may not see all of your resources right this moment, but you have unseen resources. You have unseen uh, an inheritance. I mean, th there's treasures in heaven that you know are immeasurable as a joiner with Jesus, or whether it's sickness or whatever it is. But this this dichotomy of in this contradiction that happens between the the natural realm and the seen realm for me is really where I, that's the only kind of warfare in my mind that I'm partaking in, right? The enemy is totally defeated. Like he doesn't have any power unless I give him power. And the only power he has is deception. So we're not, I'm not going to focus on what the enemy is doing. In fact, it is all I can do every single day to not comment on all of the prophetic words that I read from all of these popular prophetic platforms and stuff that are so focused on spiritual warfare, empowering a disempowered devil. No, the war is right here in your mind. Okay. It is, it is a war for your focus. It is a war for you to live spiritually minded versus carnally minded. It is a war for you to see the unseen and to remember that you've already got it. And when it's not working, what's happening is you've fallen back down into the natural realm and you're looking at the natural realm for evidence of what is true. And faith is perceives, it says in the Amplified Version in Hebrews 11, 1, as real fact, something that's not perceived to the, to the, to the physical senses. So our eyes of faith perceive something that is, is, that is unseen. It's not, it hasn't manifested into the physical realm. The question is, what eyes are we using? Are we looking at things through our natural eyes? Or are we looking at things through our spiritual eyes? Are we connected to the eternal timeless realm? Are we connected fully, just completely to the natural realm? Like this is the only reality there is. And our unrenewed minds don't help this situation because they have been programmed to perceive things through our five physical senses and to judge from a physical perspective versus judging or calling it's called discernment using our spiritual senses and discerning heaven's reality and discerning things from a spiritual perspective and so the first thing we have to recognize is that if it, if we think it's not working we have fallen asleep and we have forgotten that we have already received it we have forgot we just aren't seeing things with our, our spiritual eyes and we're falling into the deception that we don't have it and the deception that we don't have it is why we don't have it you, it's impossible to have something in the spirit and be grateful and see it as finished and then see it as not finished at the same time. You can't look at two things at the same time. You can't look at things in the natural and look at things in the spirit at the same time. And, and, uh, the only, I guess, caveat that I would say to that is, is when you can look at the natural realm and see the spiritual overlaid on the natural realm. So when you are awake, 
You can be looking through your eyes and see the physical realm, but you can also discern spiritual reality or the spirit also in that, in your vision. And I know that because I'm, you know, I'm operating in that right this moment. It's like I turn on my podcast or turn on my broadcast and I go into teaching mode and boom, it's like all my spiritual senses just boom, go, go to work, right? And so, because I'm operating in the spirit. I mean, half the time I don't even know what I'm saying, but because it's a flow, it's a flow from the spirit. And so when you are in the spirit, it is very easy to discern like the difference between carnally mindedness and spiritual mindedness. You know, to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritual minded is life and peace. When you are awake and you can see the spirit realm and you can see that you have something, even though you don't have it, it's it's there's peace. You have life and peace and you have confidence and you feel grateful and and you you walk through the light your life in a completely different um not just mindset, emotional state. You you just you you're in the spirit. Versus when you are asleep and you're living as a mere human, as a fallen human being who's governed by the seen realm. And so the trick here is to stay awake. And so what do we do? What do we do when we've fallen asleep? Well, I wanted to take us to a couple of different places. So let me, before I take us into the scripture, let me talk about the, the principles of these scriptures and then we can talk, then we can maybe go into them. So the first place I want to go that I feel like really helps us understand the process of manifestation and the battle of manifestation between the seen realm and the unseen, between our physical senses and our spiritual senses is Mark chapter four, right? And it's the, the parable of the sower. And Jesus said that this is like, you know, the easiest parable. This is the primary, the foundational principle of the kingdom. And he talks about it in the context of a farming example, right? He says the sower sows the word. And he talks about these conditions of the soil and how depending on the condition of the soil is going to determine whether the seed takes root and produces fruit and whether it, it you know produces a harvest or not. And he talks about the different conditions of someone's heart. And what I want to kind of think about that as today is more like a condition of their awakeness, okay? A condition of are they living naturally or are they living spiritually? Are they looking only at things from a natural perspective or are they looking at things from the spiritual perspective of already having something, right? So in this case, the sower sows the word, the sower speaks the word, the sower uh, has a vision for what they've received, okay? And it talks about these various conditions of, of people's hearts or the various conditions that, that of the person that's actually the manifester, right? So the soil is the soil of the manifester. So let's say the, 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 the desire is planted by God. It's the, the seed. The vision is planted by God. The promise of God, the gospel is planted into someone's heart. And now this process of producing fruit or manifestation starts to occur. So let me go here to Mark chapter four. I had us in another place in my Bible here, but I'm going to just go here for a moment. So here's what it says. Um, and I'm just going to read it in the amplified version. And it just says in verse three, listen, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he was sowing, some fell by the road and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocks where there was not much soil. And immediately a plant sprang up because the soil had no depth. And when the sun came up, the plant was scorched, and because it had no root, it dried up and withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. 
and other seed fell into good soil and as the plants grew and increased they yielded a crop and produced 30 60 and 100 times as much as had been sown and he said talking about jesus he says he who has ears let him hear and heed my words in verse 10, it says, as soon as he was alone, those who were around him together with the 12 disciples began asking him about the interpretation of the parable. And he said to them, the mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you who have teachable hearts. But to, for those who are outside, the unbelievers, the spiritually blind, they get everything in parables. So in verse 13, he's, I'm skipping a little bit. He says, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand and grasp the meaning of all parables? And then he starts to give the interpretation in verse 14. He says, the sower sows the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation. These in the first group are the ones along the road where the word is sown, but when they hear Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In similar ways, these are the second group, the ones in whom seed was, the seed was sown on rocky ground. So when they hear it, they immediately receive it with joy, but accept it only superficially. And they have no real root in themselves. So they endure for only a little while. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they're offended and displeased and stumble and fall away. And others are the ones in whom the seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but worries and cares of this world, the distractions of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth or fame or security or glamour, passionate desires for all other things creep in and choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those in the last group are those who are sown, the seed is sown on good soil. And when they hear the word of God, accept it and they bear fruit. So I just wanted to use this scripture as kind of this analogy and the Amplified, you know, kind of amplifies it and makes it really about salvation. But depending on what translation you read, either that's in there or that's not. But what I really want to focus in on today is that when you receive something, Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When you receive them, okay, if you are fully convinced that you have it, okay, that would be the condition of the person that produces the 30, 60, and 100 fold. So if you are like, okay, I've got this, it's done, I, I've entered into rest about this thing, it's, it's finished, I have it. Well, guess what? The manifestation goes, you know, just happens. It just happens, just like a seed produces. It just happens. But if you are not fully persuaded, maybe like Abraham, Abraham grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, you know, believing that he was fully able to do that, which he's promised. I mean, he grew strong in faith. There was a process that Abraham went through to come into agreement with the destiny God had for him, right? And he had to hold the vision. He had to change his name. He had to change what he was saying. He had to he had to see his children like the stars. He had to see his children like the grains of sand. He had to he had to germinate, if you will, that seed. He had to see it as done. He had to change his speech and he had to receive it through his spiritual eyes, through his imagination. And so there was a process. And so the other conditions that Jesus is talking about here is like the people who don't hold it at all, right? Satan comes immediately and steals that seed. And just, I mean, they don't have it. They, 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 they pray about it. They receive it. And then two seconds later, they don't have it. They're looking at the natural realm. Whoop, see, I don't have it. It's gone immediately, right? The other ones endure for a little bit, meaning I hold on to the idea that I have it for a little while, but then persecution or, or affliction arises, meaning there's resistance to it. Meaning there's time. It doesn't look like it's happening. Maybe the bills come in and they get worse. Maybe my symptoms get worse, right? There's something that it doesn't look, it's the opposite starts to happen. And so they, they, they just decide, oh, I don't have it. 
Okay, then there's the other group, right, who gets distracted. They get but the care, the other things come in and choke it, choke it. But there's distractions that come in. And again, they get deceived again and, and move back into the scene realm and think that they don't have it. So the trick here is that you have to hold it. You have to hold it and you have to be grateful for it. And you just you just know that you, you, you develop it like you stay with it. You stay with it. And here's what I'll tell you as someone who's been manifesting all kinds of things from physical healing to goodness, a, an online school, emerge, a ministry, children, uh, physical health. Um, goodness, I've talked about, you know, pee stains, dog pee stains and rugs. I've talked about washing machines. I've talked about, you know, my goodness, tests. I mean, I, I've, I've been manifesting things for so many years. I can tell you that the thing, the Holy Spirit never gives me a different instruction. Anytime I pray about something that isn't happening, the, he always says the same thing. Well, what do you see? And when he says that to me, I'm always like, oh, darn, I'm doing it again. I got back into the natural realm and I, I got out of the spirit and I, I'm not seeing it done. I'm not seeing what I say is manifesting. I'm not, I don't, I don't actually have it. I lost it. I dropped it. I forgot it. So ooh, I got to shift my focus back in again and get back on it. Right. And so this is, this is the, this is the trick. I mean, this, when I say the trick, this is the challenge. Because we have these, you know, this natural realm and this spiritual realm that are opposing. One says you have it, one says you don't yet. And so which one are we going to operate out of and which one are we going to believe? So in 2 Corinthians 10, in verse 4, right, it's, well, right in that first part of that chapter, it talks about that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, right, for the pulling down of strongholds, meaning for the pulling down of wrong beliefs, and it says casting down imaginations and thoughts and philosophies and things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And so what this means is that every time you come back into the natural realm, the natural realm is exalting itself against the knowledge of the spirit realm. It's exalting itself. It's saying, look, you don't have this. And depending on your programming in your mind, you'll get all kinds of imaginations. You'll get all kinds of opposing thoughts. Like, who are you to want that? Like, it'll, you know, use scripture and tell you that's wrong to want that. It will tell you, you know, God only heals sometimes. It, it will misinterpret and use religion to get you out of it. I mean, the point is, is that our minds are filled with all kinds of wrong beliefs. <clears throat> and if we are going to see the manifestation, we have to stay not only awake in the spirit realm, but we've got to recognize that there's some things, if there's things that are opposing us having this, meaning if we believe things about finances or we believe things about physical health, if we think, you know, food can kill us, if we think, you know, the power of healing is in our diet and rather than what we, what we see and what we say, well, then it, we're going to struggle in this area. And so taking our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ means that we are we're minding our minds, right? So we're not allowing images of things that are opposed to us having it is already done. We're not, we're not allowing ourselves to meditate on those things. We're not, when, when a, an opposing image comes into our mind, we take that thing captive to the obedience of Christ and say, no, I have it. When circumstances arise that look contrary, right? When, when you get, when it looks like things are getting worse and they're getting better. No, you don't, you don't say, Hey, it's not working. You go, Oh wait, this is Mark chapter four. This is just the, the things that are, it's almost like it's, it's testing. It's testing to see what do you actually believe? And if you look at it from a non-scriptural perspective and you begin to look at it from a scientific perspective, right? The vibrations of faith, the vibration and the frequency of you already having it 
in the spirit are very different than the frequency of doubt and the frequency that you have of I don't have it, of unbelief. And so if frequencies are creative, which they are, if the force of faith is creative and doubt, you know, negates the force of faith, the frequency of doubt is a different, you know, non-manifesting frequency, then when we fall back into this place of not seeing it done or holding images in our mind of, of it getting worse or whatever, well, we actually begin to create that. So there is a... Many times when you're walking through something and the circumstances look like they're getting worse, it's 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 not a time to be like, oh, it's not working. Look, there, there's no natural evidence of this working. It's actually a time to, pr to press in and be like, oh, no, I do have this. And if you stand and having done everything else stand, well, guess what? Those it, it, it's like it, it just dissipates because you cannot hold the focus and not manifest what you're focused on. I mean, it is a spiritual principle. It is a physical principle. It has been proven by Jesus and the Lord over and over again in scripture. It's been proven, I mean, in people's lives that do this all the time. And it's proven scientifically that where we focus, what we focus on is where our energy goes. And where we we are energetic beings. We are spiritual beings. We have, we, we thoughts have frequencies. They have a vibration. They're electromagnetic. And they are creative. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so focus and energy is creative. So when we hold the vision, when we hold it as done, when we are grateful that it is done, guess what? We have a completely different frequency. A, a, the frequency of faith is very, very different than the frequency of fear. Both are creative, but they aren't creative in the thing. It, they're, they're only creating the vision that you hold. So a fear-based vision, a fear-based image of the future or a fear-based image of something that you don't want or a faith-based image of what you're manifesting. And so this is the part where I think a lot of people falter. They end up, you know, falling away like, you know, Jesus describes in, in Mark chapter four, because they don't hold the vision. They don't hold it. They don't, they don't continue to hold it regardless of what it looks like. And that's what faith is. Faith holds on as fact, truth, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the doctor's report says, no matter what your bank account balance says, no matter what your P&L says, no matter what the, the natural facts are presenting to you. And it understands that the spirit realm is the dominant realm. And as I hold the vision and hold the promise and be grateful like I have it in advance, well, guess what? Mark eleven twenty four. 24, I mean, Jesus said this, I'm telling you, these are truly, truly, I tell you whatsoever things you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them, you shall have them. Jesus didn't mince words. You know, you know, whatsoever things you desire, whosoever shall say into this mountain. I mean, these are principles. These are laws. He was explaining to his disciples how he spoke to a fig tree and it withered up. He did it when he spoke to a storm. I mean, Jesus demonstrated these principles over and over again. And you can guarantee that he was that, you know, the good soil that was producing 30, 60, 100 fold over and over and over again, because he was living with, you know, activated spiritual senses in union with the father and seeing what the father told him to see. And he was holding the vision by the grace of God. And I'll tell you guys, we don't do this out of just will. I've already talked about this in episode one, because this isn't about doing something independent from God. This is about doing things in, in, 
in union with God, in partnership with God. This is fun to do with the Holy Spirit. Manifesting is fun with the Holy Spirit. He loves teaching us these things. I mean, it was like that day, you know, I've talked about this testimony, but it's just a funny one, right? Where I have this beautiful rug in my living room and all of a sudden the dogs, my little dog, Katie, just thought, okay, this looks like a good place to go to the bathroom. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 right? But I mean, the Holy Spirit's the one that said, well, you've been scrubbing this thing for like hours and it's not working. Why don't you just speak to it? Like he'll, he'll just nudge you. Like, well, why don't you just speak to it? Why don't you just go ahead and see it done? And when I'm complaining or feeling, you know, like, oh, this isn't working or whatever, he'll just be like, hey, you know, tap me on the shoulder. Hey, you. Hey, sister. You know, what do you see it? Have you actually received this thing? Like, look, you're just getting, this is working. It's, you're, you're, it's, it's working. It's just, you're, you're, you're manifesting great. You just aren't focused on the right thing. So how about we focus on the right thing, right? And then I, when I, if I need to take a thought captive because I have an image in my mind that won't get out of my mind, like it's a grow worse image, you know, the Holy Spirit, I'll be like, Holy Spirit, give me something. Give me something to see. Like I'm standing for things for people right now. I mean, honestly, that's probably my biggest job, right? Is I stand for people's destiny. When people enroll and emerge, I stand for the breakthroughs. That, I mean, Jesus is doing the work. My job, see them transfigured. See them as they are in heaven. See them as new creations. See them doing their destiny. See them fulfilling uh, the call of God on their lives. No matter what challenge they're going through, no matter what unbelief they're going through, standing for people is what I do. And so, you know, it's it's funny to me that, that still funny to me, Connie, that I forget because the Holy Spirit will be like, well, what you seen, sister? What do you, what do you, what do you focus on sister? Like you're super creative. Like you're a master manifester. So, you know, he'll tell me, be careful what you make that mean, Shalise. Like something will happen that's contrary to what I'm standing for. And he'll be like, uh oh, what you going to make it mean? And so it's this beautiful conversation and partnership. And he'll help me. I'll be like, oh, Holy Spirit, show me again. Show me the vision. Ooh. Okay. Got it. Right. And I've had dreams, you guys. I mean, terrible dreams when I specifically when I was, standing for babies and I was having serial, serial miscarriages and I would have these dreams of miscarriages and the Holy Spirit, I woke up one night and I was like, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, like you have to get this out of my mind. And I'll tell you what, he gave me a vision and I could not even remember the dream. I remember trying to remember the dream and the Holy Spirit going, oh no, 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 no. We're not going back to that dream. You know, and when you're in a life or death situation, whether that was for your, you know, in my case, for my unborn child, or you've got a, a you know, a serious health condition, I'll tell you what, like those images can come. Um, your subconscious will put up a fight. Um, the enemy, you know, will put up a fight. And so it's really not about you doing this on your own. Like I have to be this perfect manifester apart from Christ. No, it's about total dependence on the Holy Spirit to do this, especially when it's a real battle and it's life or death, or it's like, you know, there are serious consequences that are going to happen, you know, like in, you know, like we see all throughout the Bible, like, you know, we need the strategy from God, you know, walk around the walls, you know, he'll, he'll tell you. I remember one time he told me, just throw all your bills on the ground and dance on them. And I was like, dance on my bills? He's like, yeah, because they're paid. So celebrate. Everything's paid. You're under your feet. And so I put on the little, you know, that feral happy song, you know, because you're happy. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know how it goes. But my point is, is that I literally videotaped myself. I was a dancing fool. I looked ridiculous and I was shaking my booty on my, and I'm telling you, it's impossible to be sad when you listen to that song, by the way, because you're happy. And I just was celebrating. I was celebrating when it was, it looked totally impossible. It looked horrible. And you guys, I mean, it all got paid. It always all gets paid. And, and, and we hold the vision of that, you know? And so I'm not saying that this is like, I'm not saying that it's hard. It's actually simple. 
It's simple, but it isn't necessarily easy. Okay. Meaning, why? Because the scene realm is loud. Bills are loud. Symptoms are loud. They, they yell and scream at, you know, it's not working. But the truth is when it looks like it's not working is exactly when you double down that you've already got it. Okay. You cannot afford any thought in your head that is not God's. That's the only thing you can't afford. Okay. Don't say I can't afford. Don't say I can't because you can do all things through Christ. It strengthens you. Like don't, can't, all these negative things. We got to get it out of our heads, you guys, because those are not the thoughts of God. God doesn't ever sit around. I doubt when he said, let there be light. He sat around and waited to be like, oh, I hope this works. Right. Jesus didn't sit there and be like, oh, it's not working. The fig tree, it's not going. It's not dying. It's not shriveling. Right. So we are just having to come out of this programming. Right. It, it, it's and that we don't do it like God's up here, independent from us, governing this manifestation. Maybe he's going to answer our prayer. Maybe he's not. No, he's in us showing us how to see it. It's done, sweetie. It's done. Here's the vision. Here's this. Say this. So he is manifesting with us through us the desires that we ask for. So we, we depend on, it's like he's helping us. That's the, the Holy Spirit's our helper. He's the helper in the manifestation, not the withholder of the manifestation. I mean, that's another thing that we do with people. I mean, gosh, I've heard so many people, like we start blaming God for the circumstances. We blame God because it's not working. We blame God like he's, he's not answering our prayer. But the truth is everything's already been given to us in Christ. Healing's already there. Abundance is already there. Like, it's not like he's, he, he didn't withhold Jesus. He, he's not, not withholding anything. He didn't withhold the kingdom. So we have it. We just can't see it with our natural eyes. And when you can see it with your spiritual eyes, then guess what? Spiritual precedes the natural. You will see it with your natural eyes. And so the Holy Spirit is on the manifestation team. He's not the one governing it. Human beings have dominion over this realm. We're the ones with the physical bodies here. Okay. So it's our faith. It's according to our faith. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. So he's the one that's given us the faith. It's his faith coming through us. So we just help. Help me. Help me see Holy Spirit. Help me hear Holy Spirit. What are you doing, Father? Where do I go? What am I saying? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm back on it. I'm back on it. And if you get off, you get back on it. Right? The unbelief that comes up in your manifestation projects it's not a problem. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deliverance. <laughs> You're getting free from unbelief. So when the unbelief comes up, we don't go, oh, we just go, okay, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? Who? Right. And if he has you do some inner healing around that, like, oh gosh, there's some, some lies that I'm believing subconsciously. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit will lead you into that. So when you're walking through the, the manifestation process, whether it's immediate or whether it takes some time, this is a partnership with God. And, and honestly, it can be fun. We are designed to live above the trials and the tribulations of this world. I mean, if the Apostle Paul can be happy in prison, no matter what the circumstances are, we can be happy while we're waiting for the manifestation because we're trusting God. It's already done. And the how it comes and frankly, the when it comes is not in our control to the extent of it takes grace to do this. You guys like we need the grace of God to hold the vision. And he's going to provide for us in the middle of the wilderness. So meaning in the time, uh, it, you know, while that unbelief is being dealt with. So 
I hope this helps you guys. I mean, it's really about holding the vision regardless of what it looks like. It, it's, it's getting out of the, you really can never ever say or think again that this isn't working. Like it's working right now. Why? Because I see it and I have it. That's the evidence. How do I know it's working? Because I see it. I see it and I have it. That's how I know it's working. That's faith. Faith is the evidence. The fact that I see it is the evidence. The fact that I can see it in the spirit is the evidence that I have it. The fact that I can be grateful for this. Like I have this. This is a done deal. I have it. That's the evidence. I don't look to the natural realm for the evidence. That's just the fruit, right? That's just the after effect of me having it. What I look at is that I have it. And I have it and I have it and I have it and I have it. And guess what? Manifestation happens. And this is the principle of faith. This is the principle of quantum physics and the law of attraction and all of these things that you hear out there, the secret. I mean, all of it's saying the same thing. But as believers, we do it in union with Jesus. It works because it's a, it works for whosoever. It works for whatsoever. I mean, this is the way human beings were designed in the beginning by God to function. It works because we are material beings and we're creative. Our thoughts are just creative. Words are just creative. It's frankly why praying in tongues is so spirit, so so powerful. Because it's finally the Holy Spirit getting control of the human tongue again. Because words are creative. So hopefully these principles are sinking in, you guys. Hopefully you're getting it. And that now you're going to know what to do when it's not working. First of all, don't ever say it's not working. It is working. It's working just fine. You're just looking at the wrong thing. It's working because you're looking at the natural realm and you're, you're, you're not having what you want. So it's working because you're looking at the natural realm, but it's working to manifest when you're looking at the spiritual realm. So it's always working. Manifestation is always working. Words are always working. Thoughts are always working. Imaginations are always working. It's always working. Okay. The question is, what are our thoughts thinking? What is our imagination imagining? What are our words saying? And are we holding that space of gratefulness and thankfulness? And do we really, really have it? And if you have it, let me tell you, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. You can live in your future, in your mind. You can see it. You can visualize it. You can taste it with your spiritual senses. You can imagine it, experience it in all of its glory right now. Who says you have to have something in the natural to, to celebrate? Who says that the natural realm is even the real realm? Like all of the things that we believe as believers are that make us happy are spiritual realities. Like the fact that I'm one with Jesus, there is no physical evidence of this, but it makes me really, really happy. Okay. Now, when I live in union with Jesus and I live like I'm Jesus in a Shalice suit, well, guess what? There is things that happen, but that's not what makes me happy. The fact that I'm happy causes those things to happen. So, you know, this idea that our joy is tied to having something in the natural needs to be severed completely anyway. So God bless you guys. Get to business. Get to that manifestation business. Get into the Father's business. And let's get to manifesting some amazing things. Ask Jesus, what goals? What are the goals you have for me, Lord? What are you wanting me to manifest between now and the end of the year, or now in this quarter, or now in the end of this month? What are you asking me to believe? What do you want to get through me? What do you want to channel through me? What is going to glorify you that I stand for, that I believe in? What? How can I demonstrate that you're good? How can I... Bless somebody else. What, how can I, how can I manifest some heaven this month or today that's going to be a real blessing for someone? And if you're faced with a challenge, a financial, physical challenge or whatever, you know what, guys? Hold the vision of abundance. Hold the vision 
of whatever it is you need. Last week, I said, you know what? Write down what you want. <laughs> I think I said it last week. If not, you can write it down. Just like these are the desires of my heart. And I'm just going to go ahead and receive them. Why? Because Mark 11, 24 says to. So don't make it complicated. Make it a practice. Invite the Holy Spirit into the whole process. Abide in Jesus. And then have some fun, you guys. Lighten up right? No matter what the problem is, the spirit realm has a solution. Jesus has already solved it. You are more than a conqueror. He always causes you to triumph. And so don't allow the natural realm to steal your joy. Don't be deceived like you're poor and you're sick. Stay in the spirit. See who you are in Christ and enjoy yourself with Jesus and watch the desires of your heart come into fruition. And don't let your joy be tied to that anyway. So God bless you guys. Have a great, great, great week. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.